I'm indestructible. I won't break. Won't break. I take down whoever get in the way. In the way. It's the little pit bull, Johnny Fate. Johnny Fate. Nobody safe when they see the chains break. Let's go to war. It's oblivious to the pain Unless I'm dishing it out Revenge on a cold plate This tape for the beat I got too much at stake Don't get too close to the fire While you fan the flames I drive my fan insane When I climb in the ring Weapons galore I'm bringing the kitchen sink Billy exposed From the grenade launch The cane tank Good evening everybody Welcome to the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast Wow what a intro song that was Tonight our guest tonight Is the indie wrestling talent the American hero, the little pit bull. He is the current See No Evil Wrestling Interim Intercoastal Heavyweight Champion. Welcome to the HPWP, Mr. Johnny Faith. How's it going, my guy? It's going good. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on and you know, ready to get at this. That's a I'll just say that's a banger of a song, man. I thank you for sending that to me today. I was like, that's better than what I had. So that's, Yeah, that's, yeah. That's uh, done by a guy named Eddie Ruger out of North Carolina. He does a lot of uh, intros for wrestlers and stuff like that and does a bunch of other things as well. So, uh, well, yeah, I wasn't, uh, wasn't going to kick it off with that, but my question now is, where did you guys come up with that song? That's, that's a banger. So I got with Eddie Ruger about it and was like, hey, I uh, look and do some custom music. And he was like, all right, well, let me get with my producer. And, you know, because Eddie Ruger's a rapper from North Carolina. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I use Indestructible by Disturbed as my intro music right now. And he's like, all right, well, let's let's see if we can create something that's similar to that, you know, with a, you know, very uh, aggressive mentality to it, you know, just so people, you know, know who you are before you even step through that curtain, you know, with the whole air raid sirens going off and all that. And, you know, that's what you put together for me. And, you know, I, I, I cannot, I can say that I am very pleased with that product and everyone seems to love that song everywhere i go and think it's cool that i got a custom song you know lyrics are you know name you know after me and all that you know so man that's hype i mean up the guy next to me man i call him the hype train i call him he's a tiktok hype guy he just goes full full balls to the wall he's uh man justin you must have liked that song huh i did i actually like that i'm gonna have to check that song out <laughs> so yeah it, it's on my youtube so yeah <laughs> so man you know i got lots of questions we can t start with but um let's let's first of all thank you sir for your service thank you so much for serving our country and the army i believe correct yes sir that's awesome i appreciate your services man so can you tell us about your time in the army a little bit so i had a pretty lengthy career in the army uh, i spent most of my adult life in the army um, uh, 9 11 happened, you know, and my life wasn't really having a good direction, you know, at that time. So, you know, I decided to, to join up and, you know, defend our country, you know, and I just wanted to do it for a couple of years, you know, and do my time and get out. But I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the brotherhood, the, the battle buddies, as I call them, my comrades, you know, that uh, I fought beside and, you know, some lost, some are still here, but. You know, I enjoyed it and wound up staying in a lot longer than I than I thought I was going to. There you go. So, um, I, again, I thank you for your uh, your service, man. So, 
The basic question is, what got you into wrestling in the first place? So, actually, my grandfather was a professional wrestler in the 70s and 80s in uh, the Southeast Mid-Atlantic territories. Um, he, uh, I remember as a young kid, I uh, would watch wrestling, and, you know, he uh, came to me one day, you know, when I was old enough, and was like, hey, John, I, uh, I was a wrestler. You know, I, I wrestled a lot of a lot of people that you may not have heard of, but, you know, let me let me show you. So he went in and he took out his uh, notebook full of show flyers, uh, promo pictures, uh, just everything that he had and, you know, really turned me on to wrestling. And, you know, I grew up watching WCW uh, a lot because, you know, back then WCW was on a lot. It was, you know, WCW Saturday morning, WCW Saturday night, you know, and when I could get in front of the TV, to watch wrestling you know that's what was on um because you know wwf only ran like one show back then usually and unless you want to stay up for shotgun saturday night at like 2 a.m but <laughs> but you know my grandfather you know got me into wrestling uh he, he wrestled i uh fell in love with it as soon as i started watching it i just thought you know the characters the, the athleticism i just thought it was great but, you know these guys are bigger than life and you know as a seven, eight-year-old kid, you know, I really, you know, fell in love with that. I love the storylines, the good guy, bad guy, and, you know, you just couldn't turn me away from it from that point forward. That's awesome, man. Um, so another question, so these are just like basic questions until I get into the meat and potatoes. Um, Justin, feel free to jump in as any time you want. What's your favorite wrestling promotion? Wrestling promotion? Yeah. So I, uh, there are two favorite wrestling promotions right now that are still, they're still around, I guess you could say that my grandfather wrestled in, uh, one being Georgia championship wrestling, um, in Georgia, they're still around doing things. And then obviously the national wrestling Alliance, um, would probably be, you know, right now my two favorite spots, because those are two places I would love to wrestle just because I would love to go to those companies you know, where my grandfather wrestled, you know, all those years ago and actually be able to step foot into their ring, you know, would be an honor. So, I mean, everyone, you know, WCW, WWF, great companies have a gr lot of great memories with both of those companies. But right now in my book, I am trying to fight to get to where my grandpa wrestled at. And there's only two companies left that are open. And that's where I want to try to get to. That is awesome, man. That's awesome that you want to finish as Cody Rhodes would say, finish the story, right? Yeah. It'd be awesome be... to finish the story of your career. That'd be so nostalgic to just sit, step in that ring that your grand your granddaddy was in and win that mm -hmm. title, um, wherever that may be. That's that's a great goal, man. Great goal. Justin, do you have anything for uh, our guest? Yeah. Um who inspire you who who inspire you to be a wrestler? Who inspired me to be a wrestler? So how I got to be a wrestler, it was weird. I got out of the army in 2015, really had no direction. Um, after that, I was, I was uh, kind of lost there for a couple of years. Um, Refound my love for professional wrestling when I went to a local indie show out in Kansas where I was stationed before I retired and fell in love with it all over again and really thought that maybe that ship had sailed on my dream of being a professional wrestler like my grandfather, but Turns out it wasn't because, you know, the guy that ran the company, you know, messaged me a couple weeks later, a couple months later, and was like, hey, I'm opening a school. Do you want to come train to become a wrestler? And, you know, hands down, I was 
you know, first one in line, you know, when the doors open. Awesome, man. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, uh, real quick, who's your fa- favorite male and female wrestlers of all time and female or male wrestlers currently? Favorite female and male wrestlers of all time. So, favorite male wrestler of all time would be hometown boy Ric Flair. Uh, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so, I think Ric Flair is probably my ultimate favorite across the board. Second would be either Austin or Undertaker. Uh, and as far as female goes, whew, I would probably have to say, probably have to go with Lita because she really did. She really innovated a lot of, of stuff for, for women professional wrestlers and, you know, kind of paved the way for, for females to uh, get looked at in the wrestling light, the same as males. Um, and currently, so current, current favorite wrestler would be Cody Rhodes. Like ever, you know, I've just, I've been on the Cody Rhodes train for a while now, even, even when he went to AEW and came back to WWE, even way before that, um, you know, when he was first breaking in, into wrestling, you know, I was, you know, really excited, you know, to see him and see how far he could go. And, uh, as far as female wrestlers, I got to go with Lacey Evans because I really like her new uh, military Marine gimmick. And, you know, I really like that she's touched into that, that, uh, that heritage and that lifestyle and has brought it out in her character. Right. That's good. Yeah, I, I'll touch on a little bit of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I, I like him. And, you know, I, I, I was excited with, for the transition into WWE for Cody Rhodes. And then, um, and for some reason that the storyline went south and they don't now I feel that the WWE has this mega star and then they don't know they know what they want to do with them, but they're not putting it into place and it's and it's giving him a bad rap, you know. And I just it's a shame yeah. that they're that they're not utilizing him the way they should. So I think they're just gonna do some slow, slow storytelling there. I, I, I so. think we I think I think we all know where it's gonna lead to at some point, but you know, how long it's gonna take us to get there. You know, that's, yeah. that's the big question right there. But yeah, they got a, the transition was, I was wondering how that was going to be, you know, and when he showed up at WrestleMania to, to face Seth Rollins and that pop, I think they, they realized, Hey, we got something cooking here. Yeah. You know, so, and yep. it, it was good. To, it was good. It was, it was, I, it was shocking. I'm not, I was shocked that he went back. I, I really was. And, you know, I think a lot of people were just shocked that, you know, he transitioned back from AEW where he helped build that company back to the WWE, you know, to fulfill a legacy, fulfill a dream of his, you know, no pun intended to be champion, unlike his dad. Yeah. So, you know, I can, I, that's why I got a respect for him because, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing you right. know, on a small, on a smaller level, but I am trying to do the same thing he's doing. Now, I mean, you say smaller level, but when you try to do something that your granddaddy did or your daddy did, that's not no small level, man. So I'm going to give you credit. Um, you, that's a huge feat and that I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to turn into NWA now find, weekly to see if Johnny Face shows up on the NWA screens, man. I'm, I'm hoping that's the, that's the goal right now. You know, people ask me where I want to go. What do I want to do with my career? I want to go wrestle for NWA. I was like, you know, I'm not really too keen on WWE or really AEW. NWA is like my focal point, you know, just because that's where my granddaddy laced his boots up. You know, he never really made it to those 
to WCW uh, because, you know, when NWA, you know, went out of business, you know, he was out of a job. Right. And, you know, he went to do engineering or something like that. You know, he, he quit wrestling after that. And, you know, I got an opportunity at some point, hopefully, you know, that, that I will grace the presence of either a GCW ring or an NWA ring, just like he did. Awesome, man. So can you just tell the viewers and the fans um, that are going to watch it later on, who is Johnny Faith? I got about five, I got four, five bullet points of your character, Johnny Faith. Um, Where did this, where did the the name Johnny Faith come from? So my grandfather, he he used to be the boss. He went as the Boston bad boy, Jimmy Allen. All right. He was a super baby face, even though his name was Boston bad boy. Um, He was super baby face. But when he, when he transitioned into a heel, he uh, took the face out of his tag team partner because he was in a tag team and he turned on his partner. So he took the face out of his tag team partner. And when they did their feud, he dropped the Allen last name and went with Faith. So he was Jimmy Faith for the last like year and a half of his career. And as I was trying to figure out exactly who I wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be a military my That was my life for so long. And, you know, I, I can talk the lingo. I can, you know, I it's me just turned up to a thousand percent and I wound up taking, you know, the faith last name from grandpa and just running with it and trying to keep the faith, faith legacy, I guess, going. Awesome, man. Um, you keep the Johnny faith name throughout all the promotions you're wrestling in the Indies. I'm always the American hero, Johnny faith, no matter where I go. I've been on a couple promotions where people have had faith last names or, they have had the moniker of the real American hero or, you know, things like that. And I still keep it, you know, I mean, this is who I am, you know, this is, this is a family name. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a wrestling name, but you know, it's a family name and it's who I am to the core. So I got to ask this question cause you know, you're military. So do you model your stuff after the likes of Sergeant Slaughter and all those military guys back in the day? Actually, to be honest with you, I don't model them after, I don't model anything after any of those guys. I'd, I'd set out to be who I am, not based on anybody else. Um, I try not to copy or plagiarize or, you know, parody or whatever you want to call it. No, I am Johnny Faith. That is who I am. I am not a Sergeant Slaughter. I'm not a Patriot. I am not, you know, any of these people that do the military uh, character or gimmick. Uh, it's my lifestyle. It's my world. It's my real life. So that's who it is, and that's how I, how it's going to be. Awesome, Justin. There. Um, I want to ask about the NWA. Who who would be your dream opponent? You got that? You know, got to wrestle for the NWA. Who would be your Who would be your like past and future? Who would you face in the NWA? In the NWA past and future? Yeah. Yeah. So so you want me to go back to the old days of the NWA and pick an opponent, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know I'm a <laughs> I mean, even though he only wrestled there five times, at least that's what I, I got I've gathered out of all his stuff. He's he grandpa wrestled there five times. I would love to wrestle him because he was a major heel, you know, for the last run of his career. You know, he spent been a lot of his career as a baby face but you know the last year and a half he was a major heel because he wanted to go out as a heel he wanted to to experience that so 
I would love to go back and tussle up with grandpa. I'm sure he kicked his teeth down my throat, but you know, I, I, that would, that's always been something. And as far as present goes, present goes, I'd probably say EC3. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've been, I've been, okay. I've been through I've been to a lot of EC3 seminars and, you know, he has helped me a lot with a lot of things. So I think it would be good to get in there and, and see uh, how I hold my own against, against a guy like him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so your second generation wrestler, your grandfather wrestled in the 1970s and eighties. Is that correct? Yep. And uh, he was the height of the territory area era. Can you touch on that a little bit? Uh, what's that? looked like over at i think that's in kansas correct or is that north carolina what are you talking about the the territory area where your grandpa was um oh he that was in north carolina see okay i'm kind of getting you confused when i when i retired out of the army i stayed in kansas for a while okay so, there it is. but i grew up i grew up in charlotte north carolina so i grew okay. up in the north carolina area all right but the territory days yeah he uh he was all over the place like i i have stuff in here from Virginia to South Carolina to Georgia to Florida um some spots up in Ohio like Pennsylvania Massachusetts area he it seemed like he uh him and his tag team partner did a lot there for about three or four years and then it slowed down for a little while but he wrestled for the IWA the NWA he wrestled for uh Georgia Championship Wrestling you know just all these different promotions and I didn't even realize that he had done all this you know, um, even even when he told me as a kid, you know, I I didn't understand it. It wasn't until he passed away and I inherited all his wrestling stuff that I actually started digging deeper into his, you know, into his career. And nowadays, I even got people still trying to help me out, you know, to find footage and stuff too of him wrestling. Wow, that's awesome. So now he touched that he he was there with it. He was in it with Jim Jim Crockett um, organization. Is that correct? That was he. He wrestled for his dad. His dad. Okay. So, is there any? Did your grandpa tell any good stories about dealing with the Crockets and stuff? So, I really didn't. It, you know, I really didn't talk to him about wrestling um, as much. But what I do have in in his uh, in his stuff I inherited from him was an old NWA match card from the Winston Salem from the Winston Salem Coliseum, and on the back it said it said Jimmy. This card might change, and it was signed by Crockett Senior. Wow. So it was something that Crockett Senior had sent him in the mail, and uh, you know that's probably about really the only thing I can think of. Like I said, I, he really didn't talk much about it. I mean, he talked about it a, a little bit when I was a kid, but um, as the years went on, he, he really didn't talk much about wrestling. Um, he was an old Vietnam vet, so he's kind of kind of stuck to himself, you know, and just you know, did his own thing and all that. It wasn't really until after he died that I realized how much wrestling he did. Wow. So I guarantee, so listening to you talk about what your grandfather did and the places you want to go and NWA and stuff like that, I have to say it, your grandfather must have been a great influence on your career. And without even thinking about it, probably it's a huge influence on your career, right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, he died in 2006, and I didn't start wrestling until, you know, 2000. I didn't start training until, like, 2018. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, you know, 12 years, 12 years gap between him passing and me. You know, I was in the Army at the time when he passed, so I – uh, but, yeah, I didn't realize how much, you know, he did, you know. And then when, when I got out of the Army and was approached with this opportunity to train to become a wrestler – 
you know, that's when I started digging deeper into his career and trying to find as much as I could, you know, about him, you know, that way I could start shaping my character and who I want to be and, you know, things like that and try to mirror some stuff off of him. And, you know, he's 110% bad guy, you know, there towards the end. So most of the, most of the footage I've seen of him is just him straight bad guy. So how did how did Johnny Faith break into the business of wrestling following your army career? How was that process? So I got out of the army in June of 2015. I was, you know, it's like any soldier that comes home, man. There, it, the adjustment period is just tough. Um, I, I spent about a year and a half of my life trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I went to college for a little while. Um, it was okay. It just didn't satisfy what I wanted. I had no purpose really anymore. You know, I was just kind of lost. And then I was coming across a Facebook. At this time, I'm still living out in Kansas, out in Manhattan, Kansas. All right. All right. And I uh, came across a Facebook marketplace page and it showed, you know, professional wrestling, you know, 30 minutes away from my house. Okay. You know, X, XWE wrestling, you know, Salina, Kansas, uh, be there this Saturday. So I was like, you know, five bucks military first responder ticket. What could go what could go wrong? So I went on their Facebook page, their YouTube page. I started researching wrestlers, trying to figure out storylines. So that way I just didn't show up not knowing anything. Right. So did that, showed up to the first show, was hooked ever since. Went back every show after that, every show after that. So eventually at some point I messaged their Facebook page and was like, hey, do you guys need any help setting up, tearing down, stacking chairs? You know, what do you, what, what do you need? Do you need some help? You need some volunteers? I, I, I would love to be a part of this um started trying to find a purpose again and you know the owner billy simmons was like hey i'm about to reopen my uh training facility are you interested in becoming a professional wrestler and training with me i was like of course you know so i uh, started training in the summer of 2018 uh pretty much ended my training around april of 2019 and had my first match in april of 2019 and that's pretty much how I broke into it. I, uh, you know, broke in with XWE wrestling out there in uh, Salina, Kansas. Crazy. How was, uh, how was wrestling school? Like was it a lot, what kind of, um, how much pain and work goes into creating the amazing wrestler like yourself through that wrestling school? It, you know, I, with, uh, you know, with the, the army career and the training that I did, you know, I, I thought, you know, all right, I think I could be okay with this. I, I think I, my body might be able to handle it, you know, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an 18, 19 year old kid, you know, I'm in my, you know, early to mid thirties, you know, I just spent, you know, half my adult life in the army. Uh, I think I'd be all right, but you know, it's a lot different than you would get in that ring, you know, inside the ring training is very vigorous. It's very, it's time consuming because you got to make sure you get everything right. Um, you know, keep your opponent safe, stuff like that. Just learning the business in and out. Um, it really took me by surprise and I realized that I needed to up my physical fitness regiment, you know, a lot more to be a great wrestler and to be a safe wrestler. And, you know, the army did give me some, some foundation there when it comes to physical fitness and, you know, adversity and, you know, the big heart and never quit attitude and stuff like that, because, you know, there for a minute, I was, you know, I was, you know, ready to throw in the towel there for a second because, you know, it does get, it does get very vigorous, rigorous and, it, you know, the training gets hard and, 
you have to, you know, keep at it consistently or you just fall off. And to me, I was, it, it, it came easy, but you know, I had to, I had to dig deep a few times, but in the long run, it, it was definitely worth it. You know, the, the seven or eight months I spent training was definitely worth, you know, every ounce of pain, sweat, tears, all of it. Nice. So a couple more questions on the training stuff and then Justin has on something, but, uh, so training, is it just physical stuff that you guys did or do they teach you how to be a face, a heel or do cut promos? Cause you, I don't imagine that a lot of these guys that come into these training centers can cut promos and can know if they're a face or a heel. So does, do they teach you that as, as well in training school? So Billy Simmons really did a good job with figuring out what to do. You know, when we first opened that, when he first opened the training facility, there were, there were four of us. So we kind of had a lot of one-on-one interactions, you know, with him. Um, obviously, you know, the in-ring stuff, physical stuff, all that stuff. Yes, we did that. We definitely did. But we did character development as well. He would bring in um, other wrestlers from the area to help us with promos, help us try to figure out what kind of character we wanted, help us develop a moniker, a gimmick, you know, something that we could, you know, that fans will remember and not just, you know, not just being an everyday you know, professional wrestler. We wanted to be different. We wanted to be um, apart from the rest. So he would bring in these these guest trainers and these guest speakers and stuff like that to teach us about character development, in-ring psychology, the ins and outs of the business, you know, how to approach a promoter for a booking, you know, stuff like that. So I think in that aspect, Billy Simmons really set us up for success because I had to start over completely when I moved from Kansas out here to, to Georgia. Um, you know, fresh, like, you know, brand new wrestler in town, you know, had to talk to these promoters, had to promote myself, had to, you know, trying to get bookings and stuff like that. Because in the Midwest, it was, you know, word of mouth, you know, oh, he trained with Billy Simmons. We know who Johnny Face is. Oh, we know who he is. But when I moved back to Georgia, or when I moved to Georgia um, a couple years ago, I had to start over, you know, from scratch and using the tools that Billy taught us at the beginning you know, about, you know, how to approach a promoter, how to cut a promo, you know, all these things that, you know, go into being a professional wrestler, you know, I was grateful for. Nice, nice. Justin. Um, well, who has been your toughest opponent so far? My toughest opponent. So there's a guy in the Midwest by the name of Drake Gallows. He is the urban legend Drake Gallows. And me and him, you know, we had a really – a really tough match, 25 minute, you know, hardcore match. It was, it was pretty good. I would say him, he was probably one of my toughest opponents along with the Midwest mafioso, Joey Gambino. Well, we had a good feud for about a year, year straight, you know, um, back and forth. And those two guys really pushed me to the limit. They, they helped bring out more intense Johnny face and, you know, more, more grit, more rigor, you know, Johnny face and, you know, those two guys really brought the best out in me. So I would say, I would say it wouldn't be one in private two. Nice, nice. So I ask this question all the time. So uh, you hear these, I, I didn't realize the intensity of an indie wrestling show compared to the ones you watch on TV until I experienced an indie, indie wrestling show right down the road from me at Panama City Beach. Um, XIW Extreme Impact Wrestling. Man, yep, you guys did. Okay, you know that? Okay. I know that place. I, I, I definitely know that place. Uh, I, uh, 
I follow them on Facebook a lot, you know, because I'm not far away from Panama City. I'm probably maybe three hours. You know, I'm, I'm okay. just out. In, I'm just in Southeast Georgia. So. Okay. So yeah, man. Maybe someday in the future, you know, we'll see you down in the XIW Arena, um, Panama City Beach. Adrian Whispers, the promoter, man. Reach out to him, man. It's possible. It's possible. We'll see. So the question I had was, um, a lot of fans don't know what you guys put yourself through. Don't know the training. Don't know. They all, they, all they see is these chair shots, these people bouncing off the floor, blah, 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 blah. And they call it fake. What is your response to those that call this, what you do fake? My response to that is how about you? Let me give you a forearm. Let me, let me, let me give you a forearm really quick. And you can tell me if it's fake or not. I get it. Everyone says that. I have a nephew. I have an 11 year old nephew who hates wrestling. Still comes to see me, you know, still comes to the shows and watches me wrestle. But, you know, he, it's fake. It's scripted. It's choreographed, you know, whatever, you know, he wants to say. And I'm just like, me is, it is a release. It is my therapy. All right. I I don't care if it's fake or not. All right. The goal is to entertain the fans. I mean, we're in the entertainment business. All right. It's to entertain the fans. Yes, it's through professional wrestling. But for me, the fake aspect really, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really anger me because for me, this is real life because Johnny Face isn't isn't a made up character. He's, you know, me to the core. So for people to say it's fake, I would, just, you know, tell them, how about you get in the ring and, you know, run the ropes five times, um, take a bump, take a bump. Uh, let me hit you with a forearm. Let me suplex you. Um, you know, we don't, you know, there is some fake aspects to it, but the bumps, the bruises, the hits, you know, it's all real, you know, it's just done in a safe manner, you know, as safe as possible anyways. Right. Right. And by the look of you, you're probably more of the brawler type guy in the ring, right? Not the high flyer. No, definitely not a high flyer. More of a brawler slash technician, suplex machine, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I can't, I can't, like I said, I'm a, I, I got into wrestling pretty, pretty uh, late and, you know, got out of the army because of injuries and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm limited on what I can do in the ring. It's just, for me, I treat every wrestling match like it's a fight. So I would think to myself, is this what I would do in a fight, you know, or not? You know, to me, I'm all about being on somebody. I, it takes a long time for me to get up to the top rope. So am I going to do that? No, I'm just going to stay on you. You know, to me, that's not my, that's not the way I, I fight. You know, okay. I just, I just rather just get on you, um, brawl, technical, you know, something like that. I, I leave the high flying to the people that can do it, you know, and I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just stick to my, I just stick to my brawler slash technician mentality and roll with it. Awesome. Justin. What is the future like for Johnny Faith? Future for Johnny Faith is really good. Uh, right now I'm a champion in a company. Um, I, uh, hoping to get some more championships, but to be honest with you, the championships isn't what matters. To me, mm-hmm. what matters is to go out and inspire, you know, inspire people to live their dreams, no matter how, how high those dreams may be, there's some way to get there. All right. It took me, you know, a long time to get where I'm at, to reach my dream finally. 
Um, I had to go through, you know, deployment, army career, all that, all these roadblocks, all these obstacles, death, you know, family, friends, you know, all these obstacles. But my overall goal for Johnny Faith in the future and now is to inspire people, to honor, to honor my comrades, to inspire people to live their dreams. Awesome. No matter where I go, I, it, I, could, I could wrestle down the street in front of five people. I could be wrestling for the NWA in front of 5,000 people. It's the same mentality wherever I go. Whoever wants to give me an opportunity, whichever company, whichever promoter, whatever booker in the future, they will know that they're going to get a, a person that strives to be the best in terms of work ethic, in terms of promos, in-ring work, stuff like that. They know they're going to get a hard worker. So the future for Johnny Faith looks good right now, at least for the rest of 2023 anyways. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty full for the next few months at least. Awesome. Well, I'm glad, you got, glad we had the opportunity to have you on the show. So um, so question is, do you feel the communication between referee, people in the back, and wrestlers are important to make a successful match? Yes, I do. I think the referee is probably one of the most important people in the match. I mean, obviously the two wrestlers are as well, but referee is definitely, <laughs> definitely has a really important job, whether it's keeping time, whether it's making sure that we're, we're safe after a big, a big spot or something like that. And it's, same with the guys in the back. Um, big thing is time. People now want to want to hound on match times and stuff like that. So I think the communication between the guys in the back and the referee and obviously us wrestlers all need to be, you know, on the same level in terms of match times, because places I've been lately, they have really hounded on match times and making sure that you stick to them. So the communication I think definitely is key between the backstage people and the referee in terms of time. But other than that, that's really about all I got on that. I mean, as far as, as far as keeping the match going and stuff like that. Yeah. The ref, the rest, you know, helps it along and all that. But, right. you know, I think, I think communication definitely is key there. So what is your fan, what is your fan interaction like um, with you during the matches around the ring and even like at the merch table? What is that like for Johnny Faith? So I'm a very different person. All right. I'm very calm. I'm a very calm, cool, collected person. Very very standoffish. I have, I have PTSD from the army. So I'm kind of, you know, it's weird being a, it's weird being a wrestler because, you know, the PTSD kind of, kind of gets, it lurks up a lot, but I got to remember that I'm a wrestler. You know, people are there for me. I got to remember that I can't, you know, stand off in the corner and just, you know, cross my arms and just observe everything like I used to, you know? Um, So when those air raid sirens go off and, and I come through that curtain, it's 110% you know, Johnny Faith yelling, USA chants, you know, just very intense all the way throughout the match, you know. And then once the match is over and I go to the back and I head to the merch table, it's back to the cool, calm and collected, you know, very quiet, you know, thank you for coming, you know, you know, stuff like that. I, I turn it back down a little bit, you know, unless unless the fans want to see it, then, you know, I'll turn it right back up. But it's not, it's not, it's not hard to flip the switch. But uh, as far as you know, during the match and all that, yeah, very intense, very vocal to the crowd, to my opponent. You know, I run my mouth to, to everyone. You know, obviously I'm big baby face, so of course crowd interaction is, you know, what what drives me. 
you know, my, my character is like a never die character. So I need that crowd. I need that crowd support, you know, to build me up throughout the match, you know. Awesome, man. So do you still do anything with the Kansas Wrestling Alliance? Yes, I do. Um, Actually, I, uh, there's my, my own, or not my owner, my trainer, he is opening up a new company out of Kansas called Heartland Championship Wrestling. He sold his original company to the the co-owner that used to run XWE. So he is no longer associated with XWE, but he is now opening up Heartland Championship Wrestling and their debut show is actually August 12th in Leavenworth, Kansas, okay. which, which I will be at. But as far as XWE goes, you know, I live, I live in Southeast Georgia. I am a full-time college student and it is hard for me to make that trip two times in a month. So I had to step away from XWE Wrestling for the time being to uh, help my trainer uh, launch Heartland Championship Wrestling to be a part of that, to be a part of that experience in that roster. Um, But not saying that XWE is, you know, gone for good for me. It's definitely not. Um, If if the time is right and the opportunity is right, of course, I'll be back there for, you know, as much as I can. You know, that's where I was built. That's where Johnny Faith was born. That's where he was made. So, you know, of course, that'll always be a home to me. It's just right now, I just can't really do anything with it, with uh, Heartland Championship Wrestling uh, starting to run shows because, you know, the travel twice a month right. is just not feasible anymore. Right, And that's where you met Eugene, correct? That is definitely where I met Eugene. Yes, sir. Uh, he, he came he came and did a couple shows with us. Um, I was a special enforcer for one of his matches. Um, saved him from a beat down. He saved me from a beat down. You know, it, it was pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, three month uh, storyline thing that we did there with them. Nice. Jo- Justin, do you have anything? Yes. I would like to say thank you again for everything you do for, for professional wrestling. Thank you for your service. Keep working hard and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity you guys bring me on here to, to tell my story and to, showcase and you know it, it goes in the same with wrestling you know however whatever opportunities i'm given whether it's a podcast or a wrestling show i will still try to promote the crap out of it to make sure we have as many eyes on it as possible i appreciate you um showcasing and broadcasting the, the huge pop wrestling podcast on your facebook pages i appreciate that so so a little bit about xwe um that's where you had you called it in a couple of videos i watched libby that's Liberty. Yep. That's your title. So United Liberty title, the XWE United Liberty Championship. There you go. So tell us about what the boot camp match was. So we, so I was in a feud with Joey Gambino, the Midwest mafioso. Um, we were in a great feud. I had just, we, the title had been relinquished because of an injury. So me and him wrestled for it. I won. Then we started a feud. Then my dad died. So I decided to take about five or six months off of wrestling. So we got it to where they wrote me off for about five months. I lost the championship. Um, I did, uh, had, had a couple lingering injuries as well. So we attributed that to my time off. So we said that, you know, Johnny's face needs bad, so he's going to take some time off, you know, whatever. 
And so my dad died. But in, in all actuality, what it was is my dad died, you know, suddenly. You know, I had, I had wrestled at a show in North Carolina the night prior um, to him dying. And uh, he uh, passed the next day. So I told XWE and Billy Simmons, I was like, you know, we are about, I'm about to take a break from wrestling. I just need to clear my head. Um, I just got to take a couple, couple months off. And he was like, okay, and we'll bring you back. We'll, we'll, we'll get it going again. So when I came back, actually, I came back. Um, no, the match I left at was Eugene versus Joey Gambino for the XWE United Liberty Championship. And that's, when Eugene lost the title to Gambino, and that's when my injury happened, was during that match. Uh, their little faction, the Empire, beat me down and you know put me on the shelf. So I came back, fought my way back to a number one contendership, and at the biggest show of KWA, the, the biggest show KWA holds every year is Wrestle Brawl in December. Me and Gambino had a boot camp match. And what that is, is pretty much a anything goes um, type, no DQ street fight, I guess, but labeled a boot camp because I brought a duffel bag full of uh, army stuff mm. to the ring with me, like uh, canteens, flashlights, you know, fishing poles, kinds of stuff. And, you know, I took Joey's after boot camp <laughs> and uh, wound up winning the championship back um, from him. And uh, but yeah, the boot camp match is just a, you know, it's a way, it's a way to show people what boot camp was like, you know, the the pain and the and the torture and all that. So you know, boot camp boot camp matches are fun. Nice. So that music goes off. You hear your hear the gun salute, the gun shots, and all this stuff. The music starts playing. You get pumped up. You get that adrenaline going. It had to have been great. The first the, your first match of your career. Is that intensity the same now as it was a few years ago when you first heard those sirens? So, so my first match ever, to be honest with you, I, I didn't find really Johnny Faith until uh, JB was talking earlier who, you know, my toughest opponent was, Drake Gallows. So I didn't really find that fire, that intensity until I wrestled that man. You know, for the first, you know, four or five matches, I kind of was trying to still figure out my way. I was trying to figure out how much I really wanted to be intense, you know, pre, pre-match, during the match, post-match. Right. And, you know, there for the first couple matches, I would just come out and, you know, do a little bit of crowd hype and a little bit, a little bit. Now it's like 110%, like just, you know, as soon as, as, soon as the music bump hits, and I go through that curtain, I'm, I'm fired up. So that intensity has definitely grown over the years. It is definitely, I, I look at matches, you know, some of my first matches and I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't know how I was not as intense back then as I am now because everyone loved it. Everyone loves the energy, the intensity, the vocalization that I do. Um, I just get a lot of praise for that everywhere I go. And a lot of people ask me how I can turn that switch on so easily, you know, because it, you know, it takes them, you know, a lot to build all that intensity up to get that energetic, that crazy, that hype. And for me, it's natural. I can just flip it. You know, I just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that just come natural to me. I can just, you know, flip to intense, you know, in no time. Nice. nice. 
Um, what is the best advice you've ever gotten from a promoter or a wrestler? Best advice. The best advice I ever got. I'd say, I mean, I've gotten a lot of good advice, but here lately, the best advice I ever got or I've gotten lately um, was from Ricky Morton. I did a Ricky Morton seminar a couple weeks ago in North Carolina, and he told me to always invest in yourself. Always invest in yourself. Never stop learning. Always learning. There's always something to learn in professional wrestling. In all aspects of the business, from the back, from the stuff in the back to matches to, you know, moves, psychology, always keep learning. Never stop learning. There is always something to learn. It doesn't matter if you've been in two weeks or 20 years, you can always learn something. So right now, that's the best advice that I've gotten lately is never stop learning. That's good advice, man. That's good advice for anybody listening. That's good advice for, I mean, I take that advice. I run with that because I need to hear and that. I mean, Thank I, you. And I think that goes, that's not even just professional wrestling. That's just right. a life. That's just the life thing. Always learn. Or you can always learn something new, you know, yeah, absolutely. especially if you love something or if you have a passion for it, why wouldn't you want to learn everything that you can learn about it? Yep. Why wouldn't you want to do that's true. Exactly, because you learn something. You learn something every day new, but you got to motivate yourself every day to do something new every day. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. Exactly. JB. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna go back to the NWA question. If you had a tag team partner, because I like the NWA. I love the NWA back in the days. So, <laughs> um, who would you be? Who would be your tag team partner? All right, I already already used Grandpa's one, so I'm not going to use him. All right, I'm not going to use him. I'm going to take it back to like the mid 1970s. Okay. Grandpa, one of my one of my grandpa's good friends, the Mighty Igor. Okay. The Mighty Igor. I would love to see him as a tag team partner. Or, to be honest with you, I would totally do a you know NWA Ric Flair. I mean, you know, I, I do a, I do a Ric Flair as well. As a tag team partner, my favorite my uh, favorite NWA wrestler would have to be Magnum TA. I like Magnum TA a lot. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. We was wrestling with NWA back in the day, so I liked yeah, him when I was growing up. I was sad that his career got cut short. Yeah. but you know he really was a good. He was. I still actually get people to send me matches because I, you know, I put on Facebook, you know, what match should I watch this week or, you know, trying to study film footage, stuff like that. Somebody sent me a Magnum TA match a couple of weeks ago and I watched it and, you know, I, I need to get on there and watch some more of those Mag Magnum TA um, A really good match to watch with him and Tully Blanchard. Then were some good, that was a good rivalry between him and Tully in the uh, I Quit match, first ever I Quit match between Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. So check that match out. That match is really good. I will definitely check that one out for sure. Here's some quick questions from the kids that I take care of. Okay, so bear with All them. Right. I just they were we see we sit around. And, they love they love knowing what Mr. Scott does, and you know. So I tell them some of them are a little, too little to understand, but then. They are all asking questions. So they all want to ask you questions. So, okay. Um, first question uh, What's your favorite video game? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. What's your I favorite? Don't play, I don't play any video games, but I would say Call of Duty. 
All right. What's your favorite cheat meal as a athlete? Cheat meal? Ribs. Yeah. Ribs? Okay. <laughs> what would you be watching if you spent the day on the couch watching Netflix? Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Holy shit, dude. That is epic as hell. <laughs> Yes, dude. My sons used to watch the heck out of that. That just brought bad memories, bro. <laughs> no way. Hey, to be honest with you, my, my girlfriend wonders why I watch that show. And I tell her, this is what I tell her. I was like, because it makes me feel better about my life choices. There you go. Because it makes you feel better about your life choices. That is, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. You ever watch that guy, that kid or whatever, he's on top of a trampoline and he has these broken glass on a board and he got, he jumps oh, up and he goes... You're talking about superhuman. Yes, dude. Yep. <laughs> I right. know who that guy is too, yeah. Back to the questions. Back to the questions, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what movie have you seen the most in your in your whole life? What movie have I seen the most in my whole life? I would probably have who? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Okay. Yeah. Um. What? Which actor should you should play you in a movie about your life? Who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? Jeez. I'd have to go with with Chris Evans, I guess, because he was Captain America. So I mean, he kind of has an understanding of it. Yeah. What's your favorite music or band? Uh, favorite music is all over the place. Favorite band would probably have to be either Metallica or Pantera. Okay. Favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon. Wow. You guys are really, you really getting it here. Uh, favorite cartoon? <laughs> uh, I would. You know, I, I haven't watched cartoons in so long, but I would say my favorite cartoon as a kid would probably be Rocco's Modern Life. Okay. Favorite sports team? Carolina Panthers. Thank God you didn't say Cowboys. Oh, no here Panthers. we go. Here we go. <laughs> Scott, wait till I get off this. Uh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> does, I don't know why I'm asking this question, but does pineapple belong on pizza? You know, if you talk to my trainer, he would probably say, hell no. But, you know, to me, I can eat anything on pizza. So, to me, yes. Awesome, man. So, that was the quick questions. <laughs> um, I'm going down to my notes here. Um, what are your adventures in the booking scene going forward? Um, I see there's um, – can we talk about the NWA CYN tryout? The tryout I did in January for NWACYM? Yes. So, so that was really good. Uh, it was up at the School of Morton in Tennessee at Ricky Morton School. Um, there was about 80 of us there. Uh, we each got a five-minute match in front of Ricky and in front of EC3, and we got critiques and feedback right off the bat pretty much from, from those two gentlemen. And I would say that, you know, you know, it was probably some of the best, advice that I have gotten. Um, any seminar that I go to, um, I always take everything I can away from it. And that was definitely no exception because I listened to everything that he told everybody after their match. I listened to everything. I watched the match just like he did. And then I listened to the critiques. And then I realized I learned a lot more 
from that than from just the critiques from my match. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I know you talk about wanting to go to NWA and to Georgia, the Georgia championship wrestling, the new, that where your grandpa was, but is, is there any hopes or any, is WWE, AEW, ROH, Impact, or NJ or New Japan Wrestling, are they on your radar? There is nothing that's not on my radar. Um, whatever, whatever opportunity I am presented with, I will take. It does not matter where it is at. It's just um, my goals. You know, I, I have long-term goals, short-term goals. You know, those are the long-term goals. New Japan, AEW, WWE, you know, short-term goals that I could try to, you know, get done within the next few years would be the NWA, the GCW, stuff like that. But, you know, nothing is not off of my radar. I am, I will go anywhere that I am wanted or anywhere that I am given an opportunity. So back in the day when I, I can remember, you know, there was WCW and there was WWF or WWE. And that was basically it that was on TV or whatever. You heard of NWA, yeah. Do you, now that we have, now we have, shoot, we have a whole lineup. WWE, ROH, NXT, AW, Impact. You think all these different brands in the wrestling profession is causing chaos in the wrestling world, or you think it's helping the younger guys or the Impact or the indie guys coming up? I think it is helping. I really do. I think it is helping everyone in wrestling because it's striving you to be better. All right. It's, you know, you got all these mainstream spots now. You got MLW, ROH, you know, you got all these places that you can showcase your talents at. And now everybody is itching for that as well. So it's making everyone be the best wrestler that they could possibly be because that's who gets opportunities. That's who gets, you know, the spotlights, you know, being the best that you can be, being charismatic, being marketable, and just carrying yourself with professionalism. So I don't think that any of those are really hurting anything. If anything, they're getting eyes on new wrestlers that you would probably not even have heard of. You know, AEW Dark was really big with that. You know, I had a lot of friends that wrestled on AEW Dark that no one would really know about until, you know, oh, wow, he's on AEW Dark. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to name drop, I guess. Um, I've got people that we've had on our shows before, and I just want to see if you've rubbed elbows with these guys, if you had inter- interactions, so. You mentioned MLW, so we've had on here Alex Kane. Have you met the guy? I have not met him. How about um, Shane Taylor of ROH? I have not met him either. Okay, two great guys. Um, and we had another who was we had Mr. Kennedy on uh, uh, a few months ago. That guy's uh, he's a trip and a half. So nice. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so Justin, do you have anything to ask before we uh, close out the show? No, um, I just want to say, keep, like I said, keep doing what you're doing. I hope to see you, you know, someday on TV. But, man, it was an honor of, you know, asking you questions. Thank you for coming on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you for everything you do. Keep up the hard work. I really appreciate it, JB, and I thank you for the opportunity and appreciate the, the words of encouragement. One more question. I keep on finding questions here. Do you have any funny? Do you have any funny road stories? I have any funny road stories that you can share? So I don't really have any funny road stories that I can share. Um, I I really don't travel with other wrestlers because you know usually it's just me 
Um, now, when I lived in Kansas, that was a different story because then, you know, we would jump in the car as a carload and we drive the shows and stuff like that. But now that I'm out here on the East Coast, I'm kind of kind of just me and my family. We travel, you know, to shows and they watch the show and, you know, then we go home. You know, uh, I, uh, you know, broken down on the road a few times, flat tires, uh, stuff like that. Uh, had to, you know, wake up a sleeping driver that would fall asleep, give him a couple whacks on the back of the head, stuff like that. But I mean, not really any any kind of crazy over the top stories, okay. you know that, you know that I could share like that. Were you or are you still the guy that shows up to the arena two or three three or four hours early to set, help set up the ring? And you do you believe that part of it is important as well as wrestling? Yes, I do. Now there is only one company that I don't do that for, and that's the company. That's when I go out to the Midwest. When I go out to the Kansas and wrestle either xw or h or heartland championship wrestling coming up i don't i'm not there for setup or teardown because i travel so far and they already have you know pretty much it either a set up when i get there or b it's pretty close to being set up and plus i've been in the car you know 15 16 hours and then i pretty much have to turn around and go home but anything else i always try to help set up and tear down or at least try to do as much as i can before i have to leave we have a latecomer to the chat. I'm going to pop this up for you because he he put us up there for Johnny um, Face. So here we go. Got busy, Johnny, but I'm here now. So That's, is, uh, he's, he's the owner of See No Evil Wrestling, the guy I hold the championship. He, he, he That's Ben Wolf. He's, he's definitely giving me some great opportunities. Awesome. So we got this title. Looks good on you, bud. Uh, I appreciate that, Ben. I really do. And I thank you for, for the opportunity that you've given me. So do you have any closing words for your fans and promoters? So I just wanted to say that, you know, I love professional wrestling. It is something that, you know, I bleed. It runs through my blood. Grandpa was a wrestler. Um, I just want to be the best wrestler that I can be, you know, inside the ring, outside the ring. I have a tremendous amount of worth ex- work I can't even speak work ethic um I promote everything I'm on I even promote shows I'm not even on I promote other wrestlers you know I have three main goals in professional wrestling one to help myself grow two to help crump companies that book me grow and three to inspire people and to honor awesome okay so one last thing man kind of stealing this but i'm gonna ask you, you you said you turn on the switch the hype switch it's like boom so i'm gonna ask you in character to tell our viewers this is johnny faith and thank you for tuning in to huge pop wrestling podcast the floor is yours when you're ready this is the american hero johnny faith and you are tuning in to the huge pop wrestling podcast there your man is. He's Johnny Faith. Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast, people. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you coming to the show. Um, and the American Hero, Johnny Faith. Hold tight in the lobby room. I'm going to play a song to end the show. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in a little bit, okay? All right. I thank you guys both oh. for this, and I salute both of you. Thank you. My dogs, you. make some noise up in this house. Who was in the house? Who was in the house?